Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning. How great it is to be in the house of God this morning. We're glad that you're here to worship with us today. I want to invite everyone to take your bulletin and let's tear off those tabs. Yeah. If you're visiting with us today, uh, we're glad you're here and we want to get to know you and allow you to get to know us. So if you would fill out the welcome side of that and drop that in the offering plate, we'll pick that up and take care of that. Also on the back side is prayer requests. So I would invite you to uh, fill that out and let us know if there's anything that the staff of the church could be praying for you or someone else that you know. Also, if you want to use this as a care slip, you may do that as well. I know that uh, you may not have a care slip around you, so I would invite you to, to use this as a care slip and just write care on the top. And if you know of someone that's in need of ministering to, card, encouragement, um, phone call, prayers, uh, if there's something else that, that the care ministry can do, please let us know about that so that we can get that to them and be doing that. In your bulletin, you'll see a list of things on the back side that are going on this week. And I want to just say that the biggest thing that I see is Vacation Bible School will begin next Sunday, next Sunday afternoon with our, our kickoff. Our kickoff will begin at 4.30. So we want everyone to be here and be a part of that. If you can be here a little early to help set up, I know that, that we could sure use that. Um, for the inflatables and also for the cookout portion of that. So want to just make you mindful of that. But before we get to that, this Sunday today at 3 o'clock, we're going to be going out in the community. If you could be here at 3 o'clock and we'll divide up into teams and go around inviting people to Vacation Bible School and meet some folks. So uh, we, need, we need you here for that so that we can kind of spread out a little bit. I want to ask you just to flip over on the inside and want to just bring up the prayer thought of the week there at the bottom. Our Greater Cleveland County Baptist Association has put together a team of folks who are beginning to talk about the future of the association and the future vision. And you know that we're in an interim phase right now in our association. So be praying for them as they um, try to see what, what we need to be looking for and what we need to be doing in the future. So that just needs to be a, a matter of prayer. Again, we're glad you're here. Welcome, and let's continue to worship together this morning. I'm going to uh, invite Ari Bottoms to come and share our uh, Sunday School Mission moment. All right, good morning again to most of you, because I've said good morning to a lot of you already. Uh, this is more of a Sunday School moment than it is a mission moment, uh, but Sunday School is missional in many of its essentials. Um, and I was going to start by focusing, talking a little bit about one of my favorite scriptures and one of yours um, the Central Commission or the Great Commission, where Jesus says to his disciples, the last thing he says to them on earth is, go and make disciples of all nations. He doesn't say go and evangelize them. He doesn't say go and preach to them. He says make them into disciples. Make them students. And the root of that in our church, in many of our churches, is Sunday school. <clears throat> which I am very passionate about. I love Sunday school. Um, I always have, ever since I was little bitty tiny, and I was in Dune Evans and Teresa Huggins' Sunday school class, and I absolutely loved coming to Sunday school. So if you are not involved in a Sunday school class, um, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you connect. We have 23 classes right now. We've got one more starting in the fall. 
Um, if you want to start a new Sunday school class, come and see us, see me or Wesley or Keith or call the office and I'll be in touch with you. We'd be happy to help you along that path. But we want everyone who can be to feel connected with the Sunday school and with a small group of fellow believers so that we can all learn and grow from one another as we move along the path to become more like Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. If you will uh, draw your attention to your bulletin this morning, and if you will join me in reading responsively as we prepare our hearts for worship and to receive the Lord's Supper this morning. We have gathered in this place to worship because Jesus invites us to come. We come as we are with our faith and our doubts, with our successes and our failures. We have come with what we have, bringing with us the events and experiences of this past week. Because Jesus invites us to come. We come each having our own stories to share. Because Jesus invites us to come. We come to the table to remember our Lord, who heals our wounds and redeems us from sin and death. Because Jesus invites us to come. Take your hymnals, please, and turn to number 377 as we sing about coming to the table of our Lord. May we be united as a congregation and as a body of Christ. 377. Let's stand, please. Yeah. 
Good morning. Whoa. Let's try that again. Good morning. Do you are you here? Possibly, maybe. Um, okay. Well, this is a special morning this morning for us, as I, I would like to think that every Sunday is special because we get to come and worship God and um, tell Him thank you for the blessings of the week and acknowledge His presence in our lives. And it's just good to get to worship God. But today during worship, we'll be doing something that some of you may have seen before, some of you may have not. Uh, what's on the table behind us? It's a cloth. That's pretty obvious. What's under the cloth? There's a cracker and juice. That's, I was waiting on that. I figured we would. Um, but it's, it's what we call the Lord's Supper. And, you know, you may think, well, why in the world do we do this over and over? Now, I'm just going to tell you, we don't do it as often as some others do. Uh, there are some people who meet to worship, and they do it every week. Uh, but we do it every three or four months or so. But here's why we do that. Because, well, first and foremost, Jesus tells us to. Um, in Luke twenty-two nineteen, he says, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Have you ever forgot anything? You have. Have you ever forgot anything that you thought you may never forget? Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? And I, I'm sorry to tell you that the older we get, the easier that, that becomes. We just we tend to forget stuff. But I'm going, to use a, I'm going to use a visual thing today. How many of you know what this is? One? Two, maybe? What is this? It's a box. It's an Avanza cube. And we use this to tell the story of Jesus. We use this to tell our story. All right? And I'm just going to, I'm going to skip this block really quick because I believe this is why we do the Lord's Supper. We do the Lord's Supper so that we remember this. We remember this. We remember that Jesus gave himself for us. He died for us. He shed his blood for us. And we do that, we, we do this Lord's Supper, communion, so that we do not forget. Because it is very important that we remember that he died for us. But he died for us because... We're sinful. He died for us because we're sinful. But because He died, and we trust and believe in Him, then our sin is gone. Our sin is gone. Um, I can't get away from the story without telling you that, that Jesus is alive today. And He's alive in the hearts and lives of those of us who believe in Him. But the reason that we partake in the Lord's Supper is so that we do not forget and we remember what Jesus did for us. Okay? Let's pray. God, may we be mindful of the fact that we are sinners, but that you didn't leave us in our sin. You sent your son Jesus 
And Jesus willfully died for us. He chose to die for us. Thank you for your son Jesus, and thank you for his sacrifice. And may we not forget. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to be singing about that cross. Take your hymnals, please, and turn to number 144 as we sing, When I Survey, excuse me, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. If you're like me, I like to sing bass most of the time when I sing hymns, but on stanzas three and four, if everyone would sing unison, and then also on stanza three, we're going to be singing it in a minor key. Would you stand as we sing? 144. join me in prayer this morning. Father, we do desire to give you our all. What you have done for us does demand our life and our all. Father, we praise you for the wonderful gift that you have given us in your son, Jesus Christ. We've done nothing to deserve it, nothing to earn it, but it has been given to us freely as a gift of grace. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. Father, prepare our hearts to receive the elements this morning. Remind us of things in our lives that need to be of sin, that needs to be confessed, of priorities that might need to be rearranged. Father, help us to live our lives in gratitude and so doing align our priorities with those that you have given us. 
Father, we pray for those this morning who are dealing with illness, some who are seeing doctors and with follow-up, with procedures, with illnesses. Father, we pray that your healing touch would be on each of these individuals. We pray for those who in the last just few hours have discovered someone in their families that our family that has been sick and has had a stroke. Father, we ask that you would be with these families in a very special way. May they feel uh, the love of this congregation and the prayers of this congregation this morning. Father, we pray for those who are struggling with choices today, choices in regards to family, in regards to career and future and money and just the things that life brings our way. We pray that you would give them wisdom and discernment, help them to make the decision that would be best in, in regards to your will for their life. Lord, for those away on vacation, we pray for safety. We thank you for your presence that's with us here this, here this morning. Lord, uh, we come together as a congregation, all different personalities and different backgrounds and different gifts. But Father, there's one thing that unites us today, and that is this table that you have invited us to come to today. So Father, help us to not do so haphazardly, but Father, help us to look within, to examine ourselves, and to spend some time talking with you before we partake of these elements this morning. Father, bless this service today, bless the sermon, the communion, and each one here. Meet each of us at the point of our need, and when we leave here today, may we say what David said, it's good to have been in God's house. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please join me in singing the spiritual, Let Us Break Bread Together, which is hymn number 366. Let us break bread together. Let's stand, please.
pray with me, please. Lord, sometimes it can be hard to find the right words to say when we pray, but we thank you that you know our hearts and everything we want to say, even if we don't have the right words. We do want to ask at this time that you would help us to to have the right hearts as we give, and let this time of giving be also a time of thanksgiving for the blessings that you've given us. Amen.
Thank you, choir. If you have your Bibles today, I want to invite you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll be reading that in just a moment. I want to say just a quick word of thank you, of thanks on behalf of my, my family who's not with me today. But we will be, um, they will be joining us full-time next weekend and with the start of Bible school. We certainly look forward to that. And so uh, keep us in your prayers as I'll be doing a little traveling and packing and fin- the final things that we have. That other 10%, I told you 90% of our belongings were here. So we're going to get that other 10% here this coming late, late week this week. So um, be in prayer for us as we make that final transition. And um, just thank you for the nice little bags that have come in this week of groceries. Uh, my wife is very appreciative of that. I mean, not only for when she's here, but the fact that she's not here now. And so especially the things that you can just open up and, and eat out of the box. I'm really enjoying those things. Um, I did cook one time this week, and that was spaghetti. Um, so that's pretty easy. I can handle that. But um, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This is the cup. The cup this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. God, I ask that you would provide your blessing to the reading and to the preaching of your word this morning. Last week, we talked about new beginnings. We talked about the fact of this new pastor-church relationship Where do we begin? We have to begin somewhere. And where is that somewhere? We looked at Jesus's command, uh, otherwise known as the great commandment, which he said to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. This is a great place for us to begin as people of God. Everything that we do, as I said last week, from this point forward will hinge from where we are in the midst of that great commandment. How are we doing at loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. A great place for a pastor and church to start as we think about new beginnings is at the table. As we read responsibly earlier, Jesus invites us to come. And what a great place to begin this morning. This ordinance reminds us that no matter what we've done, no matter where we are in life, we can begin again and we can have a fresh start. And as a church, in many ways, this is a bit of a fresh start. Many of you have been here for years, but it's, I, I understand it to be a little bit of a big deal when the church calls a new pastor. And uh, I appreciate your words of welcome and the way that you have welcomed our family in over these last two weeks. I want to encourage you to uh, look to your neighbor this morning as we think about new beginnings And just remind your neighbor, and you can say this to them and they can say it to you, but will you say to your neighbor this morning, with Jesus Christ, I can begin again. Will you say that to your neighbor this morning? As we come to the table, as we have been invited to come this morning, we are reminded that it is through Christ, through his death and through his resurrection, through the forgiveness of his sin, through the forgiveness of our sin, 
that we can begin again. Many of you remember that time in your life when you trusted in the Lord in the sense you, and then you began your relationship with Him. As we continue throughout life, the goal is to become more Christ-like, to allow Him to form His mind within us. But as we all know, we slip up. We are imperfect and we fall. And we need to be reminded of His grace. We need to be reminded of the sacrifice. And so today we come to the table to remember, as Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. We're going to look this morning in the Gospel of John, and I'm going to mention very briefly some stories that you've heard throughout your years and being in church. And if you have not been in church for years, then you will be reminded of these stories, or excuse me, come to know these stories today, maybe for the first time. And my hope and prayer is that they would give you some, a sense of curiosity that you may go and read these stories in their entirety this coming week. But Jesus helped some very undeserving people in the Gospel of John start fresh and start new. His son Jesus was sent to earth as God with flesh to redeem fallen man, and his message is a message of a fresh start and a new beginning. In the Gospel of John, Jesus might say, The body of Christ broken for you, Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews who comes to me at night with questions, who has trouble with understanding what it means to be born again. Today you can be made new. Jesus says, the blood of Christ shed for you, woman of Samaria, who I speak with here at the well. You have had five husbands, and the man you currently live with is not your husband. This blood was shed for you. Jesus says, the body of Christ broken for you, crippled man by the pool of Bethesda. Do you wish to get well? Then pick up your pallet and walk. The blood of Christ shed for you, 5,000 plus on the hillside. Jesus said to them, do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. I imagine that he could have asked those on the hillside that day, how many of you here today would like to begin again? The body of Christ broken for you, woman in John 8, caught in the very act of adultery. I have asked that your accusers who are without sin cast the first stone. As they have left one by one from the oldest To the youngest, I turn to you, and because my grace is not a permissive grace, I give the command to you to go and sin no more and begin a new life. The blood of Christ shed for you, man who was blind since birth, who religious leaders are now trying to remove from the synagogue because he was testifying concerning Jesus. After being questioned regarding who restored his sight and whether this man, meaning Jesus, was a sinner, as the Pharisees claimed, He says, the former blind man says, whether this man is a sinner, I do not know. The one thing I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. Jesus says, the body of Christ broken for you, men who now, after the resurrection of Lazarus, has resolved to kill me. The blood of Christ shed for you, my close disciples, who I now share this meal with. My blood is shed for you, even though in a few short hours you will leave me and one of you will boldly deny even knowing me. The body of Christ is broken. My body is broken for you, Caiaphas and Pilate and soldiers who nailed me to the cross. The blood of Christ shed for you, men who shoved a crown of thorns on my head. This blood that you see running down my skull is blood that is shed for you to begin again. The body of Christ broken for you, the crowd who yelled, crucify, crucify. 
The blood of Christ shed for you, soldiers who nailed me to the cross. May they hear God's love for them as I say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The body of Christ, broken for you, thief on the cross beside me, who was asked to be remembered when I go to the Father. You have done nothing to earn your salvation, but because of my grace and my authority to grant new beginnings, you will be with me today in paradise. After the resurrection, Jesus says to Peter, the blood of Christ shed for you, Peter, who after denying me three times, I now restore your relationship with me. So go now and feed my sheep. The great thing about these stories that we've just read is that Jesus can still today be heard saying, the body of Christ broken for you, busy and stressed out, mom, trying to wear so many hats as a good wife, mother, friend, daughter, sister, and employee, the blood of Christ shed for you, dads, who are trying to do your part as a good husband, father, friend, son, brother, employee, the body of Christ broken for you, young single person here this morning, the blood of Christ shed for you, widow or widower, who's now finding your way after loss, may my Holy Spirit walk beside you and be very real to you as, the, as you face this unwelcomed new beginning. The body of Christ broken for you, abuser, addict, your new beginning can start today. The blood of Christ shed for you, teenager, who's trying to find your way amidst great peer pressure from friends and home and others in the community. The body of Christ broken for you, stressed out and overwhelmed church leaders. The table is set. We come to remember the one who helps us begin again. Jesus invites us to come. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the life that you've lived, the death that you died. We're thankful that because of your blood shed for the forgiveness of sin that we can begin again. If there are those who've never trusted in you for this forgiveness, Lord, I pray that they would ask for it now. They're in the pew. Lord, confirm in their hearts that they can truly be made new in you today. Lord, others that have missed your mark or become complacent or callous, remind them that you are a God of fresh starts. We are thankful for what you have done and what you are doing in each of our lives and in the lives of this church. We come now to remember your sacrifice. Thank you for inviting us to come. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask our deacons to... Uh, Join together down front as we begin to prepare our hearts for communion. The one thing that will be slightly different today um, that uh, I need to make you privy of this morning is that the deacons, as they pass the tray to the first person in the pew, when they pass the bread, will say, the body of Christ broken for you. If you are willing, I would invite you, as you pass it to the next person in your pew, to simply look at them and say, if you're willing, the body of Christ broken for you, to say that out loud. As we return the, the trays and as we pass out the cup this morning, as the deacons uh, will pass, uh, and you, got, you can go ahead and be seated. Deacon. As, the, as we go ahead and pass the, the cup, 
The deacons will say to you, the blood of Christ, or uh, the blood of Christ shed for you. And then you will say that to the next person in the pew, the blood of Christ shed for you. I'd like to reread um, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight, and we'll have a brief time of reflection after this. But it says that a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Let's take a moment and examine ourselves. We've had a lot of things uh, happening in our lives. And let's take just a moment to be still, to reflect. If we need to pray a prayer of confession before we partake of the Lord's Supper, but let us now take a moment to examine ourselves and prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper.
Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
There at the table, Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, This is my blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It says in the scripture that before they departed that evening, that they sang a hymn together. We would like for this closing hymn of Blessed Be the Tie to be our benediction this morning. And if you would do me the favor of standing and grabbing a hand of someone near you as we close with this song. Stand, please. Sing the first stanza only. If you need the words, it's 387. Baptist Church, located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.